Hey, Faith family, uh, really excited to share uh, with you this podcast this morning. Uh, the sermon today at Sanctuary is just going to look a little bit different. In fact, there's not going to be a whole lot in the sermon, just, just a few introductory comments. Um, the sermon today is going to talk some about intercession. If you listened to last week's message, uh, you heard us talk a little bit about intercession, about the Spirit interceding on our behalf. And this morning, we're going to um, just talk a little bit more about that, a little bit more about the Spirit interceding for us. And then as part of the sermon, um, instead of just talking about intercession, we're actually going to intercede. So there'll be four times in this podcast where we'll just pause and pray. And I want you to join along with me in prayer, in intercession Maybe for your family, um, maybe for your own heart, uh, maybe for your neighbors or your neighborhood or the nations. But we're going to do that this morning. We're going to talk a little bit about prayer. We're going to talk a little bit about intercession, and then and then we're going to take time to intercede. So if you have your Bibles and you want to follow along, um, I'm going to just read a couple of verses from Romans 8, uh, verse 26 and 27, verses that we read Last week, um, verses that are so powerful for us. Paul writes these words in Romans 8. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. It's amazing. <laughs> The Spirit of God stands in God's presence and advocates for God's will to be done in you and in me on earth right now as it is in heaven. The Spirit of God is always at work. He's at work in our lives lots of times in ways that we can see, um, but lots of times in ways that we can't see. He's at work in those unseen ways, unknown ways, but always, always for our good and always for God's glory. The Spirit helps us when we're weak and when we get it wrong and when we fail and fall. And the Spirit helps us and joins us when we're celebrating and when we're resting in God's goodness and in his grace. The scripture says here that the Father is searching our hearts. God is searching our hearts. God already knows, but this kind of gives us a picture of God wanting to know what's most deeply embedded in our hearts, the places in us that are most true of us. God is searching our hearts. He wants to know us. God the Father also knows the mind of the Spirit, the Spirit who is for us, the Spirit who comforts us, guides us, the Spirit who reminds us of the transcendent reality of Christ's love for us and Christ being conformed in us, the Spirit is interceding for our, for our hearts. If you're looking at your Bibles, slide down maybe just a few more verses to Romans 8, verses 31 through 34. Paul begins with a couple of questions here. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It, it's God who justifies. 
Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died and more than that, who was raised to life is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. It's a powerful verses. We're gonna talk some more about these verses in detail in a couple of weeks. But I really wanted you to hear verse 34. Not only is the spirit interceding, but verse 34 says that the resurrected Jesus is standing at the right hand of God interceding for you. The Spirit stands in the presence of the Father with wordless groans. The Son stands at the right hand of the Father and they speak this language, the language of the Trinity. They they speak holy love, heavenly love in accordance with the will of the Father in such a way that their prayers manifest itself in our world, in our lives, right here, right now. It's incredible, this gift that we've been given, the love that we've been shown. To think about the places in your life um, that are challenging, that are difficult, places that are full of pain, maybe regret, that the Spirit and Jesus (laughs) and the Father are all advocating for us, for you, in that place right now. Well, not only does heaven intercede for us, but we, the church, we're called to intercede for others. We're given the gift, we're given the privilege, an incredible privilege of standing in God's presence on behalf of others. Maybe those who don't know what to say or those who don't know what to pray. I was just talking with Troy Gambrell the other day, our, our pastor with students, I was talking a little bit about our students' ministry and what was going on. And uh, we was kind of wrapping up our Wednesday night season and looking towards what's going to happen in the summer. And Troy was telling me that about half of our students who come on Wednesday nights uh, don't come to church on Sundays. And he was saying that most of the kids, most of those kids um, come here without their families. And And many of those kids who come here uh, come from families who don't go to church or don't even believe in God. And I just made me wonder how many of those kids, how many of their pains, how many of those kids who groan or long, like how many of those, how many of those kids' names would never be uttered in the throne room were it not for the people at sanctuary? We on earth join with the heavenly realm in calling down God's incomparable love on behalf of others, on behalf of those students, on behalf of those kids. Maybe on behalf of your kids and my kids. Well, that's what I want us to do. That's what I want us to spend the next few minutes doing. I want us to intercede for those around us, for our families, for our neighborhood, for the nations. I want us to do it in, if you will, in four seasons around four topics. The four topics are, are unity, community, faith, and I want us to pray for the suffering. I want to read a couple of passages of scripture just to set this time up. And then I want to just give us time to intercede in those four ways, unity, community, faith, and suffering. Two passages to sort of help us um, enter into these 
spaces of prayer. The first, Hebrews 4, 14 through 16. And then the second comes from James chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize or empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. And James 5 says this, Is any one of you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is any among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they've sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. That's what I want us to do today. I want us to pray. I want us to pray for others, believing that God hears our prayers, God answers our prayers, believing that healing and wholeness and holiness comes through Jesus. So I want us to enter into these four seasons of prayer, the first being unity. Jesus prayed for unity. He said these words in the high priestly prayer found in John 17. Jesus prayed, My prayer is not for them alone, but I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, I and them, and you and me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. And then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Well, I want to pray, and I want you to join me as I pray Pray along with Jesus here. He's praying for us, for our unity. And then after I say amen, I'm just going to give us just a little bit of silence. And, um, and then we'll pick up with this second season of prayer. So would you pray with me? Jesus, thank you for your, thank you for your prayers on our behalf. Jesus, thank you for interceding for us. Your will on earth as it is in heaven is that we would be one. That we, your church, your people would be one. Your will for us is to be one. Your will for us, we know, Jesus, your will for us is that we would be one. That the whole world would know who you are, how good you are, and how great you are. 
Jesus, you prayed that the whole world would know your love by the way that we love each other. We, your church. God, I just confess, this has been a really hard couple of years. And it feels sometimes to me like we're more disunified than ever before. And yet, and yet, you continue to call for us to live in unity. You continue to intercede for us to live in unity. So thank you for interceding for us. And now, in these moments, as our faith family prays, I pray that you would hear our prayers, that you would answer our prayers, and that you would bring us to complete unity in you. Thank you, Father, Son, and Spirit, for hearing our prayers. The second season of prayer, if you will, is around community. Romans chapter 12, verses 3 through 8, talk a little bit about um, the church and what the church looks like, about community, and just want you to hear these words, and then we'll We'll pray for community. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not have all the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it's serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's to encourage, then give encouragement. If it's giving, then give generously. If it's to lead, do it diligently. And if it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Would you pray with me? Spirit, this is what we long for. We long for real community. We long for a place where we belong to others. A place where we can be a part of something bigger than ourselves. Spirit, we long for the faith that you've given us to be alive and vibrant. We long to be courageous enough to allow others to love us, would you help us to be courageous enough to allow others to help us, to love us, to bless us? Would you give us the faith then to bless others with the gifts that you've given us, to sow into the lives of others, to care for others, to bless others, to forgive others, to pray for others, to serve, to teach, to encourage, 
to give? Would you help us to give generously to others? And God, would you help us as a church to show mercy to our community? Would you help us, would you give us the faith, the courage to be merciful to those in our community? And would you help us to do it cheerfully? Thank you for hearing our prayers. Father, Son, and Spirit, thank you for hearing our prayers. This third section of prayer, this third season of prayer, I want us to pray for the suffering. I want us to pray for those who are groaning. I want us to pray for those maybe who can't pray for themselves, who are in such a place of hurt or disappointment, or even despair. This psalmist in Psalm 25 writes some pretty heavy words, just really crying out to God. And I want to read just a few of those verses in Psalm 25, and then I want us to pray them together, pray through the truths of those words together. And then again, just give you a few minutes um, just to pray on your own before we move into this fourth and final section of prayer. Psalm 25 says, To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. In you I trust, O my God. Do not let me be put to shame, nor let my enemies triumph over me. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me. For you are my God and Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. Remember, O Lord, your great mercy and love. For they are from old. Remember not the sins of my youth and my rebellious ways according to your love. Remember me, for you are good, O Lord, you are good. God, your word here in Psalm 25 says, Turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. The troubles of my heart have multiplied. Free me from anguish. Look upon my affliction and my distress and take away all my sins. See how my enemies have increased and how fiercely they hate me. Guard my life and rescue me. Let me not be put to shame for I take refuge in you. May integrity and uprightness protect me because my hope is in you. Redeem Israel, O God, from all their troubles. God, would you help us? Would you help those who are suffering? Would you help those who are groaning? God, would you turn to those who feel lonely 
and are afflicted, would you be gracious to them? To those who feel like the troubles of their heart have multiplied, God, would you extend them peace? You are the God of all peace. You are the God of all comfort. Would you, God, would you even now as we pray, would you free them from their anguish? Would you remind them that you see their affliction, that you see their distress? Would you remind them that you are at work? Would you remind them, God, that you are at work right now? God, there are some, even in our faith family, who feel like their enemies have increased. They feel hated, as the psalmist said. God, would you do what your word says? Would you guard their life? Would you rescue them? And would you invite them in closer to you, maybe closer than ever before, to take refuge in you? God, I pray that integrity and uprightness would protect those who are suffering, those who are longing, those who are groaning. They would be reminded that their hope is in you. The last line of this Psalm 25 says, Redeem Israel, O God, from all of their troubles. I want to pray. Would you redeem sanctuary, O God? Would you redeem the people of sanctuary? Would you redeem the people of Kennesaw? Would you redeem us, O God, from all of our troubles? We need you. We need you. Come, Lord Jesus, come. I pray in your name. Amen. Father, Son, and Spirit, thank you for hearing our prayers. We give you praise. The last section um, that I'd like us to pray for, pray through, is this place of faith. And we want to read Psalm 143. Just spend a few minutes just praying through this psalm and then give you again just a few minutes of silence. Um, so that you could pray, so that you could intercede. I was thinking the most honest prayer we pray around here (laughs) is that prayer of that dad who uh, is just trying so hard to love his son well, and his son is struggling so much. He's sick, and he's even throwing himself into fires. It's just the craziest story, and the dad meets Jesus, and have this quick conversation and the dad says I believe help me in my unbelief I think as we pray for faith this morning that's that's my prayer God would you help us just to live in faith we believe help us in our unbelief Psalm 143 says Lord hear my prayer listen to my cry for mercy in your faithfulness and righteousness come to my relief. 
Do not bring your servant into judgment for no one living is righteous before you. The enemy pursues me. He crushes me to the ground. He makes me dwell in the darkness like those long dead. So my spirit grows faint within me and my heart within me is dismayed. I remember the days of long ago. I meditate on all of your works and consider what your hands have done. I spread out my hands to you. I thirst for you like a parched land. So answer me quickly, Lord. My spirit fails. Do not hide your face from me or I'll be like one of those who go down to the pit. Let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love for I have put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go for to you I entrust my life. Rescue me from my enemies, Lord, for I hide myself in you. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. May your good spirit lead me on level ground. For your name's sake, Lord, preserve my life. In your righteousness, bring me out of trouble. In your unfailing love, silence my enemies. Destroy all my foes, for I am your servant. Yes, that's what we pray. Yes. In the midst of all that's going on around us. In the midst of all of the challenges that we face. In the midst of enemies and darkness. In the midst of being tired, maybe even dismayed. In the midst of goodness and celebration. In the midst of grace upon grace. We spread our hands out to you, God. And we say, Yes, we need you. Come quickly, Lord. Answer us quickly. Don't hide your face from us. Would you let this morning, this time, this place, right now, would you let this moment bring us word, encouragement of your unfailing love? Remind us, even now, your unfailing love for we have put our trust in you. God, I pray that you would teach us to do your will for you are our God. God, we want it for our good. We do. We want it for our good, but man, we want it for your glory, for our good, but for your glory, for your name's sake, Lord, that's what we want. For your name's sake, Lord, would you preserve our lives. In your righteousness, bring us out of trouble. Like the dad, we believe. But there's trouble all around us, maybe even within our families, maybe even with the son. Would you bring us out of this place of trouble in your unfailing love? Would you silence those enemies? Would you silence those thoughts, those voices of the accuser? For we are your servants. We love you, God. We need you, God. And we trust you, God. We pray that you would help us to have faith. We know we don't need to have the faith of Abraham. We don't need to have the faith of Moses or Joshua. We just need to have the faith that you've given us. (laughs) Would you let me have the faith of Greg? The faith that you've given me. God, thank you for your faith. Thank you for your faith in me. Thank you for your faith in us. Thank you for your faith in this church. 
Thank you for your faith in this world. And now in these moments, as we pray, I ask you would just continue to hear our prayers, listen to our cries for mercy, and in your faithfulness and righteousness, come. Father, Son, and Spirit, thank you for hearing our prayers. Thank you for allowing us to pray. Thank you for praying for us. Um, we'd be lost without your intercession. We'd be lost without you. Uh, for those of you that are listening on this podcast today, if there's any way that we can pray for you specifically if there's any way that we as a church can come alongside of you, maybe it's in one of these ways we've prayed through today, unity or community, suffering, faith. If there's any way that we could pray for you, would you just send us an email or send me a text or would you just call the church and let us know how we can join you? We want to do that. We listen to the Spirit and we groan along with the Spirit for our church, for our neighborhood, and for the nations. And I'm thankful that you do the same. Thank you for praying for God's will to be done in our church, in our lives, on earth as it is in heaven. Well, one last thing before we close. Um, intercession, we've been talking about, is standing in God's presence on behalf of others probably the greatest example of that um, beside Jesus in the Old Testament would be Moses. Moses was always finding himself uh, going to the tent and interceding on behalf of God's people. Time and time again, he would go to the tent, meet with God as a mediator, if you will, an intercessor for the people of God. Well, one of my favorite things to do um, as the pastor at Sanctuary is to pray this priestly blessing over you every Sunday. Um, the priestly blessing is found in the book of Numbers. It's at the end of chapter 6. The line that is right before the blessing that I always pray is a line that comes from God to Moses. And the Lord says to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you are to bless the Israelites. And then it's this prayer. So even here, even now, I am standing, um, in a way, uh, as an intercessor on God's behalf for you. So these are God's words that I get to speak over you now and every Sunday morning. So I pray that you would hear God as he speaks through his word to you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Amen. Amen. Love you guys.